Some Man City fan apparently slugged him. Oh, I like Jeremy. Shit, you're old. It was a direct attack at you. Like, you look every bit 30, huh? He'll be killed by a number of men in the dugout. Watch, watch, rumbles on. Pina colada, large one. Yes, coming in hot, episode 8, season 2, Football Played on Paper podcast. On the show today, we have an opening question at the opening of the show, would you believe it? Um, oh. We've also got a couple of weekly happenings, a little bit of transfer news, just a little tipple of uh, transfer news as we wind down to the to the close of the window. We dive into the preview. Um, we are also going to touch on our fantasy league, which is absolutely thriving. I think we've got like 30 plus um, people in there, um, so least. that is really good to see. Throwback FC, the game. Dollar Dom is back with another multi. Yeah, bloody hell, he's firing on all cylinders. Coming off last week's uh, tip as well. Then we're into a couple of socials, and I'm sure Job has checked the mailbag this week as well. So <laughs> it should be good. So um, here we are, boys. Full house again, which is nice to see. Um, Jobber, how are you? Yeah, good, mate. I was a bit flat coming in, but then um, Spurs picked me up this morning in the conference league, so I'm buzzing, ready to go. <laughs> That's good. Um, yeah, Barney, anything to say about that before we crack in, mate, or just, just going to let that roast? Piss poor performance. And Halsey, piss poor. And Halsey, you're looking good, mate. You've got um, like the Puma kits, but like you've cut them up and stitched them all together so they're all one kit. It looks really good. I was just trying to see if they could get any worse, and it turns out it can't. So I'm looking forward to that. Ming and Kit. All right, we've got a bloody stacked show again. Typical us. Um, So let's crack into opening question, Job. All right, lads. So the big news this week was Robert Lewandowski decided that it was time for a new challenge. So he stated he wants out of Bayern. He's looking for something new. And I thought, what challenge would you like to see next for the Polish Hulk? Sean, you go first. Uh, In terms of an actual football challenge, he's got to come to the Prem. I want to see the big fella in the Prem, but that's not what we're here to answer though, really, is it? What we want to see the big fella do is actually move into bodybuilding. He's like dipped his toe (laughs) in in like figure or what do we call it, Job? What's the thing I'm in? Is it figure building or something? You're obviously heavy. Obesity? Skating. Chiropractor. Obesity yourself. Diabetes. Um, (laughs) How have we got me, mate? Bloody 6% body fat. Um, It's your blood sugar. (laughs) (laughs) Alcohol content. (laughs) Oh, that's much higher than that. I like like to see him go into um, physique modeling because he is absolutely jacked and ripped for a footballer. Only 32, turning 33. So, yeah, seriously, I'd like to see him come to the Prem um, on the low. I'd like to see him move into physique. Mm. Barney, what about you? I'd like for him just to get out of football completely um, <laughs> and follow in the footsteps of a fellow former Bundesliga player, Tim Weisser. And I want to see him featuring in the WWE going for a belt fight against Triple H. I want to, I want to see Robert in the in WWE. That's where I, I see him next. He's got the body for it. He can do a Tim Visor and whack on about 20 extra kegs of muscle and he will be raring to go. So, Barney, he loses that uh, fight with Triple H. Does he have to go to West Ham? Because I know Triple H is a big West Ham fan. So that could be what they would fight for instead. Obviously. Battling for the belt and for a contract at West Ham, yes. Yeah, that's that's a big loss. All right, Halsey, what did you get? Uh, a similar vein to Sean, but I'm going to raise you one there and say he's got to play a full season in the championship. And if you think that's no. too easy... Yeah, exactly. That'll test that physique that looks so great on paper and, and so good in photos. <laughs> but on top of that, 
I'll go one more if he could get promoted from the championship with the team. That's a true test for footballer's physique and uh, ability, I'd say. Um, a man with a similar physique, um, Mitrovic, has already done that, Halsey, so there you go. Yeah, exactly. Twice. So that's the bar. Twice. There's the bar. Can he beat that? He's bloody doing it again. It's um, all well and good to be played at a club like Bayern Munich that's been the best in the land since it, like its inception, but can you do it? What about you, the championship? Yeah, look, so I went for a similar theme where it was – Aligned to his body. So he's got a very good physique. <laughs> Somewhat Amazonian. So I thought, what keeps me up at night? And it's the state of the Amazon rainforest. So what I'd really like to see him do is I'd like to see him go down to South America and save the Amazon because I think he's a man for a challenge. I want to see him walking around shirtless. And I think he could do something to those big corporations. Jobber, if you care so much about the Amazon rainforest, you've got to stop lighting those fires, mate. <laughs> sorry mate I missed that there was a timber mill operating over my shoulder <laughs> so, sorry Jobber when you say those big corporations you're referring to his pecs big <laughs> corporations yeah, yeah. something like alright yeah. Barney let's get into the weekly happening so I want to see Lewandowski with his shirt off but it's all about shirts on this week yeah the only thing we want to discuss here in the weekly happenings is how terrible Puma's rollout was of the third kits for a number of different clubs here so they released their third kits for uh, was Man City, uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach, AC Milan, Valencia, Marseille, Stade Rennes, uh, PSV, Fenerbahce, Shakhtar Donetsk, FC Krasnodar. So a lot of clubs there. Surely you'd there's think more. That, you'd, think, you'd think they'd be able to get one of them right. Wrong. They were all <laughs> piss poor. That was so bad. So these these new shirts. Let me paint you a word picture. They're text heavy shirts. So you've got uh, the name of the club on front. Please you haven't got a you haven't got a badge. The, kind. the bad the badge is like a background image that's sort of smoked out and you can't really see it. Um they've got like a huge sponsor on front. The the Puma logo's in the middle, which is scandalous. Uh and they all just look shit ass. They all they all look terrible. I don't know who's worse. Apparently Borussia Dortmund were also meant to get a third kit, but they refused what P- Puma offered them and they've had to go back to the drawing board. So they're the only smart club of, the, of them all. What do we think of it? how bad was it really? You go, Sean. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, it's terrible, isn't it? Like, I think if it's like a billion-dollar company and you're telling me that they don't have a couple of designers to actually go out to the clubs and work with the clubs. Like, I think like I buy Leicester shirts and I've got a bunch of Leicester shirts. So, that's I suppose that's the thing I can compare it to where on the Leicester shirt, like if you turn up the sleeve or if you look at the back of the collar and stuff, like it's got little bits and, and pieces like um, significant dates or some like logos or some stuff like that, little throwbacks and things like that, or like some origins to the shirt about where it came from and things like that. So, yeah, I just think like it looks like that someone's gone out to Leicester, worked with the club to say, you know, what's important to you? What do you want to see on a shirt? What is significant? Things like that. And so you get like a, a reasonable looking shirt um, and one that's like specific to the club. Whereas I feel as though in this situation, the designer's gone, shit, I'm going on holiday next week. Maybe I'll design one and, and just, just go and change the colors on, on all of them and that'll be fine. I feel as though that, that's what he's done. Um, so, yeah, I agree. If you're one of the clubs, you'd be absolutely steaming that you've got, yeah, just a generic design and, and the team next to you has essentially got the same thing. Yeah, Sean, just on that, uh, the, you mentioned the, the rolling up the sleeve and those sort of, and the, the back of the collar and those finer details. I believe with the new Puma kits, actually, there is stuff under the, the collar and, and stuff, but actually, just it's just a tag that says highly flammable. <laughs> and do not a wear 100% polyester. Do made not put a, on made, children. It made in a sweatshop in Southeast Asia. It, Demo yeah. only, like, not for resale. Yeah. You know the things you wear in tag rugby, how you have to like 
put it onto the Velcro bit. Oh, I've yeah, only ever played like real rugby, but yeah, keep going. <laughs> it looks <laughs> like it's got those Front on row. the shirt. But does anyone like a netball, else get netball? Yeah, like a netball. Thing thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, does anyone else get the feeling it was designed in Microsoft Word? <laughs> By a blind MS person. Paint. <laughs> MS Paint. Yeah. Yeah, because like, even the font, the font just looks like he's like, oh shit, we've got to get the club name somewhere. I'll stick it on the front. I like, can just pop it right out of the Comic top. Sans. Um, but are, <laughs> are you surprised that um, other teams other than Dortmund didn't reject it? I'm very surprised. I can't believe that, like, because they obviously liaise with them somewhat. And sure, you want, would think want so. some sort of individuality. You wouldn't want to be like just cut, cut and pasted as everyone else is. So they actually, someone actually highlighted that Stockport County, who I think you're in the third division of the English leagues, got their own design Puma kit, but all these massive European clubs couldn't. And I think Fiago on Twitter actually summed it up best where he said, these new Puma third kits look like something you'd see on a vacation in Turkey for 10 euro and negotiate down for two, two, two euro 50 <laughs> while the seller assures you for the 53rd time that it's original. That's <laughs> exactly correct. <laughs> yeah, it's so correct. Can we finish this segment on touching on the guy who went to kiss his shirt and then actually couldn't find the... Yeah, <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> actually, can we finish it on this question for you, Barney? How do you feel about the fact that it's still better than Tottenham's third kit? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, that got so much, that was so controversial, and I thought no other kit launch this season can be as Could bad be as this. And Puma went and outdid us with 10 different kits. They're all just as bad. Some minging yeah, kits so, out there. That's yeah. true. I'll be wearing that next week for, on the show. All right. So we want to move on to some transfer news. Ooh, cha ching. All right. First one we got here Arsenal are looking to close in on the signings of Aaron Ramsdale from Bournemouth and Martin Odegaard from uh, Real Madrid. So, obviously, Ramsdale was at Bournemouth last year. Uh, had a fairly good season. He's a pretty well-respected keeper. Uh, looking around 30 million euros, I think, on that deal. And Odegaard, obviously, was on loan at Arsenal last year and had an okay season, looked pretty good. Um, obviously, looking to get some reinforcements in after that piss-poor start of the season. Sean, your thoughts on it? Yeah, I think um, Ramsdale's a good signing. Um, one thing I'm not really excited about is essentially... All of the England um, potential goalkeepers are number twos at their club, except for Pickford. And that, mm. to be honest, that's probably one of the main reasons why Pickford played, probably that and his distribution skills. Um, but so a good move for Ramsdale. If he can break his way past um, Leno, I think that'd be good. Um, Erdegaard, I think uh, on a selfish note, I think that's a good thing for um, myself and Leicester. I think if they pick up Erdegaard, they're not going to go for James Madison. So yeah, that would be nice. Although I'm not sure... It's it's a very Arsenal signing, but I'm not sure it's the most appropriate signing for them, right? So yeah, they just feel as though the last thing they need is like a a flaky, you know, guy who's not really going to dig in and might chip in with a couple of assists and a nice little neat player in the top end of the pitch. Like I feel as though Arsenal, yeah, definitely need something else. Um, but to be fair, he, he's a nice player. Um, just the output last year wasn't that. Great, was it? I think, what did he get? One assist and, and no goals in his he game? He one, one assist in his whole like 20 yeah. games he played. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he's a, he's a nice player and he'll be a good signing, same as Ramsdale. But for Arsenal, again, I still think that if they close the window being the highest net spend club um, and that's who you bought in, you didn't really address any of the issues that you, that you need to if you're Arsenal. So two good signings, but not really addressing all they need to. I, I, think, it's, um, I think it's a good signing that got like – 
they could have been looking at it for a while and going, yeah, we should. And then on the weekend, I think this really showed them, oh, shit, we need this. Because when, when they played on the weekend, like their attack was so predictable and boring and they're looking to bring in like a player who, although the stats say he's only got one assist, he certainly had a year at Tossier Dad that busy, would suggest, yeah. yeah, suggest he can create goals and he can be in mm. there and make, because like on the weekend, they were just so poor in attack. They needed something different. And I think that in this week, they've been like, shit, we have to do something now. Yeah, I agree. They're, they're sort of poor in attack, but in the midfield, they sort of got ran over a bit and, and bullied. And then um, in the back third, they were leaking goals. So, yeah, I agree with that comment. But is there bigger issues? I don't know. Yeah, there, there might be bigger issues. I think like the problem for them, a big problem for them is that their answer to a lot of those issues, Thomas Party in the like defensive midfielder is always fit. injured. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So like they, they've dropped 50 mil on him. They don't really want to go back in and spend another forty mil on someone else to fill that position because they've already got him on the bench, but he can't stay fit. So it's a real tough position for them to be in. But I think he he comes in, he's pretty much starting every week for me in that squad. I mean, if you look at what they rolled out in the weekend, like yeah, he would definitely start in that squad, and he would add some. He'd add to that squad, which is I guess the main thing is that would he add to it? Yeah, I think he would. Yeah, still only twenty two as well, so there's a shitload of upside. Yeah, his potential to to get like to to be world-class is is there, I think, for sure. But he's definitely not there yet. Hmm. All right. Uh, next one. This has been going on since before the Euros, and that is uh, Manuel Locatelli has finally moved to Juventus. Now, uh, the deal finally got through, and, it, of course, it's Juventus deal, so it's structured just, just so weirdly. So it's a loan deal for two years. It's free. Then a $25 million obligation at the end to buy with 12.5 million euros in bonuses attached to the deal. So it could potentially get up to just under 40 mil. So, I mean, obviously a good good get for Juventus, just hoovering up all the young talent in, in Italy. Yeah, I think um, I think it's a great move. I didn't realize it was going on from before the Euros, so I would have classified this in that Al Hajj Juve category of hype signing. But regardless, I think I think it's a good, uh, good signing for Juve and Locatelli. I think uh, gets a stay in Italy. At a giant like that, it's going to do wonders for both of them. Yeah, hunt and kill from Juve again as well. Like just weaken, <laughs> weaken everyone around them and just yeah. take the best player. So. They're also they're also not even weakening. Like I guess they're preventing him from going to another one of their potential rivals, but mm. like they're weakening a club that's not even in contention for like yeah a title. Never know. Year, but yeah, that, it worked. That, it it worked for. Sorry, Dom, oh. you go. Oh, that center of the park needed a bit of a refresh too. Like Aaron Ramsey's <laughs> got to go. Like so, it's a good signing all round. Yeah, oh, yeah, and, and weakening like all the opposition around you is something that worked for Gaddafi. So I mean, why not keep going? <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> and by me, that's their, that's their that's their mission statement. Uh, and the last one is: uh, will the, will the Harry Kane saga ever end? So it's just nonstop. This thing is it's and he's he's actually it's funnily enough, and we we briefly touched on this before, but he's actually managed to turn the fans against him who was a player that might have been the most revered player ever at Tottenham, has now somehow managed to turn the fans against him uh, from this whole transfer saga. Yeah. So there was an article that came out just recently, um, and it was from a, I think it was a close confidant of the of Kane. And basically everyone's just been like, yeah, it's his brother, Charlie. Um, and he's saying that Harry's demanding that the chairman, Daniel Levy, honours the gentleman's agreement he made. Um, you know, because it was based on Spurs underachieving last season. Um, and he's, he also said that the there was, the reason he didn't train for a week, he missed training, was a miscommunication. Um, 
and he reckons the club are trying to turn the fan base against him. What do, what do you make of this, Jobber? So I, I'm going to take Harry's side on this one. I think he deserves a bit of credit because he's still – like he didn't play Conference League, but Harry Kane shouldn't be playing in the Conference League anyway. But he's still turning up to training, still doing the right things. Like he had a break, granted, and there was miscommunication, but he's still turning up. He doesn't strike me as the sort of bloke that's just going to down tools either. So I think he deserves a little bit more credit than they're giving him. Yeah, I agree. I think um, he seemed, yeah, he, he obviously, if he's getting, say, a move to City, he'd be aware that he needs to come in hot. So he's got to stay fit, got to stay like sharp. So he'd be, he'd be going full hard at training and in any games he plays. And I agree with you, Jobber. He doesn't seem like, I think he's got integrity, you know? Integrity. Yeah, integrity. So <laughs> I, I reckon, yeah, it's feel bad for the guy, but also it is dragging on a bit and it's getting a bit ugly. I yeah. I uh I see I I agree I think I don't think he'll if he doesn't get the move he'll he'll be like all right, all right let's onto onto the next game let's start working for it but I I don't and I don't necessarily blame Harry for for a lot of it but like his management team or his agents his brother whoever you want to call it has <laughs> just made an absolute shit show of this like in the public eye like it's just so poorly executed by him. And like I reckon Harry's probably been like, oh, I don't know if we just say he's like, nah, nah, trust me, mate, trust me. I, I know, I know what I'm talking about, and then just butchers it every single time. Um, Bunny, yeah, you, you touched on Charlie there. So I, I've obviously taken a deep dive into Charlie and, <laughs> and his life, and I've had a look inside his office, and inside his office, he's got like a motorbike that's on a stand, um, like a replica motorbike. I've, I've heard um, about this. Yeah, and so apparently, um, yeah, so it doesn't work. It's just like a like a, a visual thing inside his office, like a talking piece and stuff like that. So he has um, started his own agency. He has one client and that's his brother, Harry Kane. And so um, people are saying that him equivalent to um, saying, hey, I'm an agent and I look after professional footballers, you know, some some high-profile ones such as Harry Kane is equivalent of him getting onto that motorbike and going ring, ring, ring when it doesn't really go anywhere. So. <laughs> I thought I thought you were going to tell us that he was going to sneak Harry to Man City on the bike. Oh, I, th- I, I, I think the deal's done. I, I think the it's it's fallen over and I don't see him moving at this late stage. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. I don't think they necessarily need him um, or... or want him that badly at this stage they can go back next year i guess well, they're still performing they've already started hedging their bets they've already they already got apparently an agr- agreement in principle with uh vlahovic from fiorentina and they're looking elsewhere so like basically levy said it's 150 million pounds even get me in the door talking um that's the that's the mark city keep trying to go below that and he's just basically standing strong and being like nah not talking under 150 million pounds, so that's where it's at. And I just don't—they don't want to go to there, and he doesn't want to go any lower. So it's not—I I can't see it happening now. Look out, Conference League, huh? Bloody hell! Oh, but you if think we, that, if we like, make it, but you think if you're Man City and you're thinking, oh, you know, well, I can do 130 or I can do 140. Oh, but 150 is too much. Like you just think at this point at that, like just pony up the extra 10, find it somehow, get a new sponsor, do something to get the money in the door to find the extra 10 for Harry and the amount of stuff that they'll win with Harry Kane in their team, it'll just come back so fast and it'll just be completely worth it, I think. And Raise I think the for, taxes in Qatar. Like, how hard is it? I mean, yeah. put They've the, definitely got the money. I mean, put the ticket prices up for the 35 fans that are in there. Do something. <laughs> but it's a, it's a Jaden Sancho deal last year with United, right, when they would yeah. pony up an extra 5 mil and everyone's like, just pony it up and they mm. didn't. Ended up saving twenty in the end. Which yeah, but imagine, but imagine the season they could have had. Like, imagine what else they could have done if they they brought him in. Yeah, imagine yeah, the exactly. season this year that um, Manchester United could have had 
um, once they've got you know Sancho already under um, under contract for a year, played a year, like you know what I mean. His mm. season would this year would be so much better if he was already you know Definitely. here for twelve months. But anyway, there we go. Alrighty, let's let's move on. Uh, I'm just going to give a quick update to the fantasy league. That's the F Pop Super League. That is. Thank you to all those who entered. We've got what have we got now? We got uh, 200, 300 members in the in the league. I reckon at least close. Uh, yeah, just off my my slightly miscounted. So uh, current leaders of the league. That's Arsenal, fantastic, managed by Mister Jake Harper. Harps. And Evan What's Eleven. What's his address? <laughs> Evan, Evan Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> run by Evan Rowick. So interesting choice by you two boys to triple Captain Salah in the first week. So write in and give us your thoughts behind that. What do you think but, of that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, before the show. <laughs> yeah, Barney, they um they both didn't speak to me off air, but I'm assuming it's based on like an attention problem. Um, oh, uh, hey. it's, it's a 38 game season and you're triple captain in week one. On no basis. You've uh, that's um. That's a fair assumption, job, right? So yeah, it, like they're going to have a t- short attention span, but at the same time, fuck them because we're twenty minutes in, <laughs> and then they would have tuned out by now anyway. They made all their subs, yeah. By, by exactly. round nineteen, both of those players, their teams will be in the bottom two. Like, like they were, they'll be gone by then. Like, we've moved on. You've heard it here first, Jake and Ev. Please keep listening in for the first ten minutes of every show. Alrighty, let's move on to some EPL previews. So, first match we want to look at here is Liverpool versus Burnley. I'll take this one off your hands, Barnes. Well, never mind. yeah, I, I, all right, all right. You can take it. You can well, take I it. only say that because this one is a bit of a grudge match. It's a bit of a sore point. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but last season when we played Burnley, they beat us 1-0 and broke that uh, undefeated streak we had in a rather <laughs> controversial fashion, um, particularly Ashley Barnes with... And the reason I say that is because it was a penalty that he won that this season likely would not be given from what we've seen so far in the new rules. No. Uh, do you, uh, Sorry, go on. <laughs> no, you explain. I just think because the way that Allison pulled out of the tackle and there was very minimal contact, the ball was out of play when the contact already happened because of Ashley Barnes's poor footballing ability and his heavy first touch. Uh, and then he fell down. And on top of the fact that he probably shouldn't have been on the field because he should have had a second yellow from a horrific tackle in the center of the park he made earlier. This match, as you can you can tell from my rant, that it, it's a it's a, it's a it's a tough one, and I think that the Liverpool, all the Liverpool players will be out for revenge. Um, I think with Liverpool's slight refresh this season, they'll they won't have that stagnation going forward, and they'll they'll have enough to to get the job done against Burnley, though. I think what's really good to see is that Liverpool fans have learned to let things go, um, and they're not last holding. Thing I'll they're not, ever and they're do, not, and they're not. They're not holding on to minuscule grudges from <laughs> last season. So Are we previewing I, this game or reviewing a game from a year ago? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, just on that, Josh, it, it, I know, and it was a hard loss for you guys last season, but you've only lost one in the past nine games to Burnley. Yeah, so and I think on this got, game, I think they'll be fine. I you guys, you guys up. tend to break them down fairly easily. Like there can be a team that's hard to break down, but you guys tend to break them down fairly easily. And I think it'll be a good test again to see what you guys are at in terms I, of like what, like how good you guys are. Because I think you broke down Norwich quite well last week. They were a bit stubborn for a bit, but I think you guys should continue on and 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 keep that going. I think Burnley's another level though. I I know in that that game particularly and in, in the second time both times we played them there's a moment where there's literally eight Burnley defenders in the six yard box not on a set piece 
just they drop that deep to defend. Um, and you'll see uh, one thing you might see again this time if they play a similar style is their blocked shot stats, which is often quite high and one that get, doesn't get a lot of attention, which I'm, I became a big fan of last season. And um, hopefully that's not the case this year. I think there's uh, a lot of a lot of hidden frustrations. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I think you might get a few of these rants from me. Any result from last season of Liverpool's that went similar to this one will be a long rant in the pre-match review. Job, anything to add? Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just wondering, boy. So I watched the game last week, and Virgil Van Dijk looked like he was coasting. Like I don't know if he was coasting because he wasn't really needed, like you know, to do much against Norwich, or if he's just sort of working his way back through. Do I you think, think both. he could? Do you think he could be bullied in this one, Sean? Potentially by Ashley Barnes. I don't think so. I think you're not nah. looking for an easy day at the office at all when um, you're coming up against Ashley Barnes whatsoever. But uh, see, I interpreted Van Dyke's performance last week job was slightly differently where I thought he sort of just sort of cruised through the game and, and didn't really get out of third gear um, deliberately. And like some of his tracking back in that, I'm like, is he going to sprint yet? But like I think Tim Sherwood, believe it or not, put it best where he's like, he's, oh, he's no. a Rolls Royce. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he, he has to build up. Um, you don't take it out of the garage and flog it straight away. So... Yeah, I think I was impressed with his performance and I think if you're a Liverpool fan, you're just glad he got through the, the 90. But I expect Liverpool to have too much for them. Liverpool are on the most um, are on the longest unbeaten run currently in out mm. of any Premier League team on, on 11 games. And at home, I think they'll have too much of Burnley. So I think, yeah, this is probably a safe one um, and hopefully dollar doms all across this that um, Liverpool will win here. Greater objective analysis, Sean. Thanks for saying everything I wish I could say without the emotion. <laughs> what Sean oh, said. Oh, stop it, you two. Let's get on with it. I, I, I think I think set pieces will be the only chance that Burnley will have to score uh, for me. That's the only way they're going to really get a goal. But we'll move Go on. on. Burnley. Yeah. We'll move on. So, oh, actually, do we want to get some score predictions in for everyone? What do we think? Uh, Liverpool 2 0. Yeah. Liverpool 3 1. Jabba. 1 0. 1 0. Ooh, we're going against the grain. I like it. Alrighty, next one we want to look at here is Leeds versus Everton. Um, only thing I want to, well, I got a few points, but one main thing I want to see, say here is expect goals at both ends because this is two teams that have got a mistake in them in their back lines. Sean, what do you reckon? Who are you seeing here? Yeah, based on the performances of, of last week, I think you've got to lean towards Everton. I, I agree. Um, you know, Leeds were obviously got cop five last week. Um, but but also created some chances as well. So I think, yeah, I agree with you, Barn. I think there's definitely going to be goals in this game. Same as Everton. I think, what, did they go one or two behind um, and then came back? Dominic behind. Um, yeah, eventually got the um, got the one that, that broke him open and ended up winning the game. So I agree. Goals in this game, but I think I'm going to lead towards Everton based on um, match day one's performances from both sides. Yeah, I think um, I think in this game, Ever- uh, Leeds, sorry, will probably see more of the ball than they did against United too, which will help their efforts going forward. And against, you probably say a slightly less, oh, not slightly less organized, but um, overall talented backline uh, compared to Man United as well. So they have a high chance of scoring, and it could be quite an end to end affair, which. As a neutral fan, I'm definitely hoping for. And even though I am a Liverpool supporter, I, I do think Everton will come out on top with maybe 3-2, all things going well. 3-2, yeah. interesting. I'd like to see a high scorer. That's yeah. been optimistic. So, Barney, I'm the last man in here. So, uh, interesting to see Calvin Phillips back this week. That's a big in for Leeds. Is he United. starting, though? I don't know, but I think... I know we'll he's been training, but yeah, I didn't we'll know if he's playing. 
He'll we'll start. see him at some point. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if he'll start, but definitely come off the bench. They definitely need him back after Cox's performance last week. Um, but yeah, I, I actually am really excited about this game as well. Like it could be if you see the same sort of defensive frailties in both teams, we're bound to see some goals. Um, I, I would hope that Rafa has a word to Michael Keane during the week, just about playing it out from the back <laughs> under the high press and says, "Look, Michael, actually, we'll, we'll, we'll probably just boot it this time." Hey, um, hey Michael, how about you decide something? Yeah. Boot it, pass it. Dribble it, <laughs> something. Don't do nothing. How about that, Michael? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Ben Godfrey come in um, for yeah, Keane or Holgate. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Wouldn't be surprised to see that. But um, yeah, really excited about this game. And I think, like last year, it was two one and one nil. But yeah, I feel like there could be a few goals in this one. A couple of mistakes. But I think Everton will win this one. I think. I think Keane will play. Um, I don't think based on one mistake. If you take him out of the team, you're just going to shatter his confidence. So I don't. Yeah, I think Rappers smart enough to to work that out, that you don't just pull him straight out of the team after that. So I think, yeah, Keane will start. I honestly think Calvin Phillips is enough to swing this game. Like if he starts, I think Leeds could draw or win this. If he doesn't, I think Everton's got this in the, in the bag. So, yeah, I think he plays a big part in this if he's on. Yeah, fair. All right. Next one we've got Manchester City versus Norwich City. This is a worry if you're a Norwich fan. Man City just lost to Spurs last week. We know what they're like. After a, after a loss, I'll just rattle off a few results previously last year when they lost. So they lost to United, beat the Saints 5-2. Lost to Brighton, beat Everton 5-0. Lost to Spurs, beat Burnley 5-0. Shauno, who, who you got in this? Well, yeah, that was pretty much my points, Barn. Like, I fear for any team that um, faces Man City after a loss, especially like one of these newly promoted teams um, in Norwich, really. So, yeah, I think you're going to see a battering here. Last time they played, Man City beat them 5-0 um, at the Etihad. Um, Man City are paying eight to win this game. Jeez. And, um, and Man City have averaged three goals scored against Norwich um, over the last, I think, 10 fixtures or something like that. Um, and Norwich uh, have 11 defeats in a row. Um, the second worst in Premier League history. So obviously we're going back to prior last year's um, season for that as well. So yeah, I think all signs point to a City win and by a stretch. Yeah, Barney, uh, if if we all stay up and watch that goal rush again at midnight this week, I think oh, it might just be, be a busy goal rush. I think it might <laughs> oh just God. be ninety minutes of the Man City game, <laughs> yeah. uh, to be honest, because they won't have time to cut away to any other matches because there'll be so many goals. I think it's going to be a shellacking, and um, I'll, I'm I'm going to start for. It. I'm looking forward to it. As so, a neutral. boys, a couple of things on this one. So, who's going to start up top for Man City, or they're just going to go without? Yes, yeah, so I, I go without. Go I without. thought about this, and I was like, maybe Pep will play a a false nine again. Maybe it's his ploy to be like, I need money for Kane. Yeah, hey? maybe start Stump a goalkeeper the on the bench too, or put two goalkeepers on the bench. Put two up front. They'll, they'll yeah. play the whole. They'll game. play the same front three as they did last week. There'll be changes in the, in. Um, Mendy is in trouble, and Oof, yeah. I think Cancelo is going to move over, and I think Ake is in trouble as well. Yeah. Oh, okay, for sure. What about Gabriel Jesus? No. No, well, it... he's in the weird position of being um, a backup striker for a yeah. team that doesn't play a striker. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> kind of I've weird. Been, I've been there. It's not easy. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, but I still think I still think whoever they're going to play is going to fill their boots. Um, I, yeah. I, know, I remember a couple of years ago, uh, Norwich did actually beat Man City with the pooky goal. Um, That's quite, right. I think it was 3-2. On a Saturday afternoon in England, that was really yeah, good. Yeah, it was, wasn't Early it? Early on the season, wasn't it? 
Yeah, but I think I think since then it's about fourteen one on aggregate. So City seem to be <laughs> quite pissed off by that. In the same way you are Halsey about Liverpool's last year results. Oh, City I doubt it's that have, much, but yeah, yeah. City have a long memory, so I think yeah, they're gonna absolutely absolutely on. <laughs> Halsey. Can't do it. Can't do it. All righty. I think it's all pretty straightforward. We're all going for Man City by a lot. Dollar Dom, I've heard you put them in by a lot. Let's move on to Jobber's favorite game of the week, Southampton versus Man United. I mean, Mm. for me, this is a down job. Yeah, yeah, Jobber just can't do it. This is, 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 for me, is going to be another shellacking. Um, Just the way the Saints play and. United, how they play, I think it's goals, 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 all for United. Jobber, are you seeing it the same way? Uh, I certainly hope so, Barney. But um, I said James Ward-Prowse re-signed this week for Southampton for five years, so good news for the Saints. They needed some. But we honestly, Manchester United should be way too good for Southampton, and I'm really hoping we see both Sancho and Varane start this week. So it's just going to be an absolute spectacle. Do not miss this game. Yeah, I think, um, I, you know, I'd love to tip against Man United, but I think they'll do it quite comfortably here. I think just off the result from last week, I felt like the way they played and their, you know, persona on the field, it seemed like that confidence is going to get them, I feel like, the next couple of results. Like, they'll cruise into this yeah, sky high, yeah, walk all over Southampton, and they'll probably roll on and, and win the first, you know, three or four games of the season quite comfortably, I think. Um, so, I reckon United... 3 0. Yeah. Maybe Ward Prowse set piece would be nice to see, but yeah, otherwise, not. That's about it. Yeah, I I agree with you, Josh. I think it's going to be a lot of goals for United. I think that Saints like to play with a pretty high press, um, and United love playing against an average side that press high because it just feeds right into their their game style. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) flash up boys. Yeah, exactly. Um, So that feeds right into their, their game style, and it should be an easy win. Southampton are without a win in 10 home league matches against Manchester United, despite taking the lead in six of them. So keep an eye out for that. The last time um, Manchester United, or last time this fixture was on, was in February, and Manchester United, you might remember, won 9 0. So yeah, there's signs, a place off in the first two minutes. I all, that. all signs. Had nothing to. Vestergaard, I think it was. Um, yeah, it was sure. Or Lestergaard, as now he's he's now known. But so yeah, all signs point to Manchester United. I think it's pretty straightforward. Um, they should win, and it'd be good to get some run in the legs of some of those bigger players' jobs, as you say. Yeah, Jaden exactly. Sancho, goal boys. We all in agreement. Uh, if there are, I reckon it'll be like the fourth or fifth if there's mm. enough goals. But otherwise, I don't see him being a a match winner at this stage. Jaden Sancho most convinced. attempted dribbles. He would definitely have that one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. most attempted dribbles. <laughs> Even if he, he comes off the bench or he starts. <laughs> I think we'll still we should still be top of the league by the end of the weekend, boys. So get excited. I'd say probably. Alrighty, next one we want to look at here is uh, Wolves versus Tottenham. Um, so obviously Spurs coming off that good win last week. Wolves not so much losing to Leicester. Um, I still see this as a bit of a bit of a tough slog for Spurs. I I can't see them see it being an easy game for them. I think uh, Wolves are pretty sure of themselves down back, and uh, they looked pretty solid down back on last week. Like Leicester had some good chances, but not a lot. Um, so I think it'll be hard to break down. But I see Spurs um, eventually breaking them down, maybe like a one nil win or something like that. I don't, I don't see them getting many goals. Um, I don't think we'll see too many of the new signings, possibly Romero next to Dyer. But other than that, I can't see many more coming in. Although Romero did play 
uh, this morning. So he might be rested for the weekend. Um, but did you see during the week that Tanganga got his loan cancelled? He's staying at the club for the season now. He was off to Galatasaray. You'd be crazy, you'd be crazy to let him go. Yeah. Oh, That's exactly. After last week. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Barney, I think uh, I think similar sentiment to you in I think Tottenham will get the result. It won't be a huge win. It'll be like a one nil or a two one. And mm. I think I got a question for you. Will um, Nuno do the classic and well respected on this podcast muted celebration when Spurs score? Because it's not a player, it's a man. I haven't actually watched too many managers at their old clubs how they celebrate when they yeah, score. Yeah, he seems like a classy fella. Last, last week I against thought... City, he gave it the single-handed fist pump. So yeah. if that's the basis. We're looking for something goes less. more muted than that. Yeah, just like I've, I've un- thought about this, and they're gonna—he's gonna give the ultimate mute because I don't think Spurs—I don't think Spurs will score in this game, and they will lose this game. <laughs> yeah, so that, that would the be the ultimate. The ultimate, you know, right back at you with Wolves by losing this game. Yeah, fair. <laughs> I thought Wolves were—I thought Wolves were okay last week, and I think yeah. Dharma Troy could have finished a chance, which I think. This is the week it's going to happen. Um, I think Wolves are going to win this game. I feel like that's something Wolves fans have been saying for the last season. <laughs> yeah, is that 30 this is the week games. It's going to happen. Can, can confirm I have scored. never said it. Like, so, no, not so, you, but yeah. just that's got to be their mentality because it never does happen. But, yeah, it is like that sort of thing. If he can and when he does, it will be glorious. I had a dream this week that Adama Troy oh. scored, and I've got a group chat for – um, Nostradamus? Punting. Yeah, I've got a group chat with punting, and the rule is always back your dreams. So Adama's going to score this week, and Wolves are going to win. All right. What 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 that. mortgage are you up to on the house, Jabba? Uh, it's, it's not important. That's between me and the bank. Yeah. Thanks, sir. And the loan sharks. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Thanks. All righty. Sean, what do you think of this one? What, what's the result are you seeing? Yeah, well, I, I think I find this one a little bit more difficult than the previous games we've covered to, to pick and, and find a winner here. I thought Wolves were honorable last week. Um, like I thought Spurs were super but didn't have the ball. Um, for a lot of the time. So I think this will be interesting to see who wants to sort of grab hold of the game and control it. Like, uh, do Spurs, are they going to sort of let Wolves have it um, and try and play on the counter similar to what they did against City? Um, or is Nuno going to try and place his footprint on this team um, within a fixture like this and, and try and dominate the ball like he, like he tried to um, do when he was at Wolves? Admittedly, now at Spurs, he's got slightly better players. So, yeah, he might be able to implement his style a little bit better. So, <laughs> I think that, that'll be fascinating. Um, I, I see this sort of running into a draw, to be honest. Um, and I think that's yeah. probably the likely outcome. Um, and it's not going to be – it will blow up after that happens as well um, in terms of um, Spurs and, and the fans. But realistically, I, I think it would be a reasonable point for Spurs to pick up. I would also like to throw everything out the window that I'd have said if Harry Kane plays. Spurs will win. Yeah, that you is. Love that guy. That, that's a big one. That's a Calvin Phillip esque swing. Alrighty. Yep. So let's move on to the uh, the poorer half of North London. <laughs> Arsenal versus Chelsea. Uh, this again is a worry if you're an Arsenal fan. Uh, you know, not looking good at the start. Chelsea coming in looking good off their first game. Jobber, do you see it the same way? Jesus Christ! This could be a massacre. It could be. It Absolutely. Really could be. It's going to be I Man City is. Norwich-esque. This, could be, this is huge. Hey, if, big, if, um, if the boys thought they were in trouble last week against even Tony, you've got to fit again Romelu Lukaku ready to make an impression. My God, triple Ben White. Him. Yeah, tri- triple captain him. Um, take Mari out of your squads fast. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm genuinely concerned for Arsenal here. But at the same time, I've got this nagging um, part of my brain that says Arsenal are so erratic, they just could win this game. That's true. 
And I then think, go out uh, next week and lose to someone in the bottom half. While that is the case, I think the grounded, uh, as weird as it is to say, the grounded result for me here seems to be a Chelsea-like 4-0 win. The grounded result. Yeah, I know it's a weird... You know, I know what I'm, you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, it's, it seems the most likely outcome. But yeah, I know what you mean, Jobber. It could... It's just that nature of Arsenal from time to time to randomly like ch- chirp in with a result that you would should expect from them. But then the rest of the time is just that mundane effort that they sort of seem to give. Um, so I'm picking Chelsea here, uh, but I think it should be a fairly entertaining game regardless. Yeah, I I, um, I, I find with Chelsea a lot now they with their wins even when it, like they're expected to win big, they'll get two or three, and then they just sort of. Like put on they this cruise. serious defensive block, yeah, and just cruise. And yeah, they just they never blow teams out of the water now. And it's like, it's like exactly what Jose Mourinho wanted to do with teams last with Tottenham last year, but then realized that they just weren't that good defensively, and you can't do that. But Chelsea are that good defensively and can do that, so they can blow teams out of the water in thirty minutes and sit back for us the game and just cruise to a win. So I can't see it being more than like a two nil win, but it will be like a dominant two nil win for me. But but yeah. look, that, that's a, I think that's a valid point, Barn, and I probably agree with that until Rom comes in. So, since Tuchel come in, um, no one's kept more clean sheets than Chelsea. So I think that was his first um, part of, of like his goal or his business is to shore up that defence, and um, and Mendy's done exceptionally well in that space. So I think I agree with you in, in that sense. What's changed though is they brought Rom in. So all those goals that they missed last year with Werner and stuff like that where they would have blown teams away, I think they should be able to do that now. And they won't have to do anything because all they have to do is just put him on the field, essentially. Um, Rom has scored more goals, admittedly, in Serie A last year than all of Chelsea's other four strikers last year put together. So, <laughs> yeah, appreciate that's that. embarrassing that's in for Serie a team that just won the Champions League. Yeah, that's appreciate that's in Serie A. But, I mean, yeah, he, he's just going to score goals. And he essentially, he's walking into like a complete team. So he's walking into a complete team um, in terms of defense and the service that he's going to get through the midfield. So, yeah, I, I think your point's valid until Rom steps in, and that's what separates these two teams. Saka to start, Emil Smith-Rowe to be um, try hard and be honorable, but, yeah, Chelsea to win, and I think I'm going 3-1 Chelsea. What do you think, Job? Yeah, look, I'm going to go with Chelsea as well. I suppose the other factor that needs to be considered is the COVID outbreak at Arsenal. So Aubameyang, I think, had <laughs> COVID. Now he's negative, so he should play. But I feel like that sort of shit has an effect on your lungs. Um, Lacazette, <laughs> William, and uh, someone else is out as well. And William was already struggling for fitness. Now he has COVID. Like, it doesn't look good. I think I think Chelsea should do this. And I, can't, I can't see Arsenal scoring now that I've sort of got myself into headspace. And I think Lukaku will score and... Arsenal will not. Mm. Um, interesting, though, that um, those guys have COVID, right? And there's been a little bit of an outbreak. Is there three or four players at Arsenal that have um, have COVID at the moment? Is that right? Um, yep. And and also, interestingly, um, Arsenal just put 5G in their training ground this week. So <laughs> coincidence? coincidence? Oh, no. I don't know. See, I'm uh, worried for William with his current physical condition now he's got COVID. He might die. Oh, he's, like, he's a genuine risk. So <laughs> keep an eye. Under, underlying health condition. <laughs> yeah. Jabba, how's that 5G signal at your place, mate? Must be through the roof. Boosted since that vaccine, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, honestly, I, I recently lifted a car. Um, <laughs> Nothing to do with, with that, vaccine. yeah. I don't know. All righty. Last one we want to uh, touch on here is uh, West Ham versus Leicester. So uh, Fox is coming off a good win last week, and West Ham got a good comeback win 
uh, last week on this one. Sean, I'll let you take this one away. Yeah, good win by both teams last week, um, especially Leicester. Um, I thought both teams looked um, looked reasonable, but uh, like didn't obviously play their best football um, and were still sort of finding their feet. Um, this week, Jobber, your mate, Mikel Antonio, um, he can go to the all-time leading goal scorer of West Ham this week if he scores. And he in the Premier eat, League. In the Premier League. And who yeah, he yeah will you need to caveat that. He will equal who? Question for the pod. This is this is this is a team. Wasn't born no, no, it's on the spot here. I'm going to say Paolo Di Canio. Correct, Paolo Di Canio. So yeah, if he scores oh, this weekend, he's going to equal Paolo Di Canio and 47 goals, which is um, huge considering that he wasn't really a number nine for you know most of his career, and he's just sort of found his way up there. So yeah, I think this is, this will be um, really intriguing. This is really tight um, in terms of the odds as well between these two teams. Um, West Ham being a slight favourite. But I think Leicester are just going to have too too much for them, to, to be honest. I think you're going to see changes from the Leicester um, team that played last week, and I think they'll be too good for West Ham. Yeah, you go, Barn. Back, you go. back two or back three, Sean? What do you reckon this week? I think they'll probably do a back three to start with, um, and then depending on how the game goes, um, Brendy um, in his oversized suit could easily flick back to a, a back four. But they'll go with a back three, and I think um, Vestergaard might even start. I feel I feel like back three with like the ability of um, West Ham to counter. I think having a back three, they can still get your fullbacks forward and have a bit of coverage in the back line. One of, one of the things that you're going to see West Ham do, um, especially from Creswell, um, is is whipping crosses, and obviously you've got Antonio in there, and you've got Suchek in there. So I think that's a good reason to bring Bestergaard in. So I think Leicester can expect a lot of crosses coming in from West Ham, but I think they should be able to deal with them um, rather well. Yeah, I think. Uh... I think it's going to be a close one again. I think it's going to be a bit of an Antonio and Vardy party, a combined effort on either team, sort of a lot of attacking efforts. I think for me, even because I picked them as my dark horse, I'm going to I'm going to tip West Ham in a close one. I think it might be 2-1 to West Ham, and I think Antonio is going to get a double and give me some sweet fantasy points. Yeah, all right, boys. So I'm just going to lay some stats on you so you've got some knowledge before you leave. So the Hammers completed a league double over West Ham last year um, and looking to record three consecutive victories. And Leicester have kept a clean sheet in just 11% of their Premier League games against West Ham. So all that plus Leicester's injuries at the back is getting me to think that West Ham's going to win this game. I'm actually really excited for this game too. I think it's going to be a cracking game against two teams that are pretty good. And I think Mikel Antonio is going to be the difference. Same with you, Josh. I think uh, the Hammers will get this done. Yep. He's sort of, I think I mentioned, might have mentioned this off air. He's sort of like what Adama Traore should be more so in that he's, he's a the he's impact good. player that has impact. Yeah, he's like what I am to the pod. Like if I'm there, I'm a big deal <laughs> and I'm making it happen. So I understand completely. Job, but you don't drag us down that much. <laughs> Fine, have you given a tip for this one? I don't Oh, yeah, I see this as like a score draw to all. I sort of see this. Now, there's going to be goals. I don't know if either team can can get over the line. But, yeah, for me, it's going to be a two-all draw. We're yeah, pretty fair. split on this game then. We've got a draw, two to wins see. for West Ham and a win for Leicester. So, yeah, let's see what happens. All right. Job, to you, mate. I think you're on mute there, mate. Sean, I think we are ready now to go back to Throwback FC. Right. Yep. Let's do it. <laughs> Producer Pete messing with your mic again, Job, or what's yeah. happening? Uh, <laughs> I, 
<laughs> Honestly, that that, that intro again. that intro gives me goosebumps it's every haunting. single time. You um, wrote that, no, didn't look, you? You can post that. Yeah, yeah sorry, so I just put my cigarette out. All right, so boys, this week oh, we are going to cast <laughs> we are going to cast your mind back to the nineteenth of May, twenty twelve. So, Sean, you would have been old. Barney, <laughs> you would have been fit. And Halsey, <laughs> Halsey. I've never been fit, Jimmy. You, you, know, you, 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 know, you know that. You know that. Halsey, you would have been angry about something that happened three years ago. At oh, you got it right. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> three for three. Um, so the matchup is it's a Champions League final because I was heavily criticised for picking an FA Cup game. Mm. But it's a Champions League final. We have Bayern Munich facing off against Chelsea. So, boys, I'm going to test your knowledge on this one. You should you should be able to get. So, I think historically, I'm leading three one in this game. Two one. Two one. I think according to the running sheet. The fact that I knew Decani off my head shows why I need to host the game and not play it. All so, I do is I call Decanio's name every time I hit a volley. volley. That's about it. <laughs> Just that scissor volley. Um, so, boys, I'll let you start. Bayern Munich versus Chelsea, 2011. 2011. Um, is this the is this the one that Chelsea won or Bayern won? Yeah, 2012 now, Job. Would you change the years or what are you doing here? It's 2012. Um, so it is Bayern Munich and Chelsea, I believe, won. No, yeah, Chelsea on, won on penalties. On oh, this was yeah. Dimitteo, was it? Oh, Dimitteo. Okay. Yeah, Dimitteo. All right, so we, uh, okay. so we start on the Chelsea team. Uh, let's do, we got to do the Drog. He started. Drogba is definitely because he scored. Drog was scored. That. Good call. Job will take um, Frank Lampard as well for number two. Correct. Are we correct on both of those? Yep. You are correct. Um, okay. I think um, who was is it Ramirez the um, little Brazilian guy because he got oh, that dink yeah. over yeah tasty He's yeah good. tasty so Ramirez job for number three that is incorrect what he was oh. on the bench also incorrect oh shit. what he must have got Dennis. suspended then. Oh, well, shit. he's not there, mate. I don't care he's why scored, he's not there. Uh, but everyone remembers that cheeky dink in the Barcelona game. I don't think that was that year. I don't remember that. Mm. Interesting. Mm, that hurts. They did, also, make, they did all... make a Champions League final also against Manchester United. Yeah. Was Lampard still around then? Yeah, you've yeah, got, got, got Lampard. Um, so what about um, Terry, surely? But was that the one where yeah, he, need, question. he need someone and got um, suspended and then he come onto the ground and lifted the trophy with the strip on and he wasn't allowed to be on the ground, remember? Oh. Was that that year? Do we want to move to Who, somewhere else before we, before we check, come back? Check. Peter, check. Right. He was in there. Yeah. Correct. I thought you were saying you checked John Terry, but well played. That was clever. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of word uh, ooh, okay. Fullbacks for Chelsea. Who would have? Pereira or Fer- Ferreira, is it? <laughs> no, nah, that's, 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 that's too late. That's too late for him. Uh, nah, it's uh, it's got to be Coley then. God, is Coley? Yeah. Could right, be. I'll, yeah, I'll, I reckon, I'll be yeah. happy with Ashley Cole. I am too. Lucky Ashley Cole? It's got that look. Oh, so happy about this. Yeah, do it. All right, Ashley Cole. Yeah, he played. played yeah, you yeah, 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 played left back. Come on. Yeah. Back yourself. You, you make us doubt ourselves. Yeah, Michael Essien. How do you feel Michael Essien here? Yeah, I feel good about Essien. Too uh, late or too. Uh, you know, everyone feel good about Essien? No, no, no. He's at all. No, I reckon. I reckon go for it. He's trying to bluff us again. Michael Essien, he's on the bench. That's yeah. right. That's um, right. We'll take so that. we'll take. Should we take Carvalho at centre back or um, David Lewis? No, no. Da- oh shit! Definitely not David Carvalho. Lewis. I think he's past it then. Yeah, okay. we'll take because Terry's out. We think, and at least David Lewis might be on the bench. Yeah, I'll take Louise. I'll allow it. Take Louise. Correct. 
He started. Good started. for David Luiz. Took do a we want to believe too? Oh yeah, he's got good set piece taker. Do we want to jump uh, over to the yeah? To jump over to Bayern. So um, obviously in goal is Neuer. Has to be there. Been there yeah. forever. Yeah. Happy, happy with Neuer. Yeah, 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 yeah right. happy with yeah, happy yep. Neuer. Yeah, correct. Nice. So uh, also has to be Bastian Schweinsteiger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I reckon. There. A couple years later, he went Job to United. there. Don't give us that look, mate. <laughs> so we're locking in former Manchester United legend, Bastian Schweinsteiger. <laughs> 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 yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah he played. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Philip Lahm definitely played. Yeah, I like that too. Absolutely. Okay, I'll go for I'll <laughs> let you have Philip Lahm. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely. not 100% on Philip Lahm. Yeah. 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 Yep, correct. Um, he played Muller. for like a 10-year period. We'll take Muller too, Job. Oh, yeah, Thomas Muller. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, correct. Yeah, Robin. Robin, Robin scored a goal game. in that game. He's, he scored a goal in that Cut game. Cut in on the left peg. Robin, yeah. for sure. Robin. Oh, Robin. Take Robin. Robin. Okay, so I just want to. That is correct, but I want to correct you. Thomas Muller scored. Robin did not. That's Ooh, fine. Can we get a right running on, update? Frank Ribery, we're on ten. You're on ten. Yeah, one wrong. Frank Ribery. How do we feel that? Yeah, like that. Frank Ribery. Old Scarface. Nah, Frank. Correct. All right, boys, you get this one right, you win. So Ribery played a lot of FIFA around this time. So yeah, okay. So the striker up front was it could have been Mario Gomez, Gomez. could have been Miroslav Klosar. That's about it. I can think of top of my head. What's the guy guy starts with M? Oh, um, Mandzukic. Mandzukic. I'm thinking it's Mandzukic. Oh, shit. I'm thinking Gomez. I think Mandzukic was a little bit later. Yeah, I think it was Gomez, then Mandzukic. I think Mandzukic was 2014. Yeah, I, I remember that on FIFA very vividly. Well, I don't know. Do I'll we want to go somewhere else that's less risky than, than that? What else we got at, at Bayern? Centre-backs for Bayern? No, it's oh, a yeah. there yet? Too early. Alaba. Surely. Left back. Well, uh, yeah. 2012. Or Kevin uh, Prince Boateng still? Oh, I like a bit of Boateng. Yeah. Oh, you mean, you mean um, Jerome? Jerome, sorry. Yeah, Jerome. I wish, yeah. Kevin Prince, no, no. Or Van Boyten. Oh, no. Nah. Oh, I reckon Boateng or Alaba has got to be one I, of them. I feel more confident on Alaba. Yeah. All right. He's been what do you think, Sean? Yeah, he started playing it. when he was yep. 13. So. David Alaba? Yeah. Yep. Now. Told you, ah. bench. Told you, boys. Finally, some jeopardy. <laughs> no, so it's um. Get one wrong. The centre back. Get it right. The centre back who <laughs> went between Dortmund and Bayern. Oh, Hummels. Hummels. I think he was. No, there. no, no. He was, nah, a, nah, he was a Dortmund at that stage. Way later. If anything. Nah. Um. A lot of doubt creeping in, boys. I know because yeah, you, you get it wrong and you're out. You get it right, you win. Like about, I know it's crazy about, we ended up here. You know, we didn't say him. Like, oh, Sean, you mentioned, him, but we didn't say him. Is John Obi Mikel at Mikkel. Chelsea? Yeah, I like that. Oh, so you're, you're gonna put you're gonna put the final result on John Obi Mikel. Is that or is that or Mario Gomez? And I've, or who do we say was the other defender? I said um, Alaba or um, Kevin Prince Balotang. No, Kevin yeah, Prince not him. Jerome Balotang. <laughs> was it Jack Rice? I think. Uh, the other defender. So yeah, yeah. We've got three three boys on the pod. All of them want a different I'm response. Not, <laughs> I want I want Balotang. I'm with Halsey. Jerome I'll, or Kevin I'll, Prince? I'll, I'll, I'll allow Boateng, but I want to wash my hands in this situation. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, go with, with, I'll go with what Halsey said. I'll say Boateng. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going Jerome Boateng. Yeah, I'll stand up and say that one. No. Nah. He started at centre back and played 120 minutes. How could you have a doubt, Jerome Boateng? Oh. <laughs> yes, I picked it. I picked it. Well done. Yeah, you can eat <laughs> shit, buddy. Buddy, you just gave us such an insight into your character. Oh, I'll, I'll do it, but I'm washing my hands of it. You're a coward, uh, buddy. Coward. <laughs> of, course I'm, of course I'm a coward. <laughs> to be fair, I would have done the same thing if you went with Obi Mikel. Would, would that have got us the win? 
Uh, yeah, John Irby McKellar oh, as well. But Barney, you've slid right down your chair there with the absence of your spine. <laughs> uh, so, boys, a bit of a, a bit of a score update. We are two all in Throwback FC the game. Great result. Um, but Barney, speaking of cowards, um, we have Dollar Dom's multi job. <laughs> He's a listener. What are you doing? So what are you, anyone who's He's, got a funny mouth. No, we like to polarise the listeners. Slagging him no, off. Yeah, um, it's just dollar, banter. Dollar, yeah. dollar Dom has sent in the multi this week and it looks very promising. I have cast my eye over it. and um, So the first leg is, so this is a bit complicated. So Liverpool to win with a 1.5 handicap. So Cheers, Dom. So that means Liverpool like, will win. Two goals or more. They've got to win by. Right, yeah. yep. Yep. So then he's gone Brentford draw in the Brentford Palace game because everyone knows Ooh. Palace are shot. Man City with the one goal handicap against Norwich. Why are you giving them a four goal handicap? That's it. Yeah, dollar thirty-two. Then we've got Manchester United to beat Southampton. Oh, that's a tough one, that one. Head Risky. to head. Pays more than City to win by a goal. There's a reason um, why it pays more. And this one I like West Ham versus Leicester City, both teams to score. Oh, that's yeah, a banker. Good call. Yeah, Ten dollar reduction. Uh, and then so there's one more Aston oh, Villa. Geez. Aston Villa versus Newcastle. Uh, I think it's Villa to win. Yeah, oh, I like that. Yeah, and then $10 like dues drop? $10 dues will get you $114.03. That's all right. Easy money. And um, there's been absolute outcry on our um, Instagram feed this week about um, not posting the multi on the socials. So um, make sure you get a screenshot of that going up and, and get it up to the to the people and the listeners. Um, cool. But how do they get in touch with us, Joel? Uh, through a variety of mediums, Sean. Or do we have so, any uh, mail, actually? <laughs> so you if you want to email footballplaytomoto@gmail.com, Instagram is at football, <laughs> football on pods, Facebook football plate on paper, and Sean, I believe the best way to access is now is through Linktree. Is that correct? Yeah, Linktree. Um, so yeah, I mean we've got every all of our links up there except for Halsey's OnlyFans. Yeah, mm, well, but there's but there's been some changes to OnlyFans this week, so once yeah. we get past those. Yeah, I'm done on there. There's no, no audience for me anymore now that they got rid of it. Seeing as they're removing pornographic content, Josh is bugging. Done. No, Full no time on the podcast, boys. Go to, go to Patreon. That's where Job has got his feet. 